Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Listen and grow as Dell questions the status quo, encourages you to think differently, and empowers you to make a better life. Get ready as Dell challenges core beliefs, seeks the truth, and reveals the roadmap to the lifestyle you really want. And now your host, multi-millionaire, national award-winning investor, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, I am going to, as promised earlier in the week, tackle where the marketplace really is and how the people that are thinking it through clearly are approaching the market. And to do that, I went through and studied, well, let's see here, one, two, three, four, five, five different articles today that came off the internet. They're all recent within the last couple of days. And quite honestly, As I am going to cover these articles for you, I want you to realize that the articles themselves are basically useless. They're filled with facts, and facts are pretty useless if you don't understand the context that they're in and within, and how they're working, and so on and so forth. Also, I want to try to explain to you today where people are in all of this, because there's really multiple sides to all this. There's the real-world perception of what's going on out there economically. There's the made-up perception of what's going on out there economically. Then there's what the people in the know are doing about what's going on out there economically. Then there's people out there that need something to happen while this is all going on out there. And they are the people that are going to try to persuade you one way or another as to what is really going on and what you should be really doing. And those are the dangerous people, I guess. Maybe they're all dangerous, but the reality is the world goes on. So where are we? We're now in a situation where the inflation has grown to 8 point something, 8.6% or whatever, highest in 40 or 50 years. We all know that fact. And it's happening all around us. Now, the real question is, does that inflation really touch the majority of the people out there? And if so... Will that make the people see the world in a different way and vote a different way and act a different way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? My perception is no, it doesn't. I don't perceive that the fact that inflation is high uh, is going to have anything to do with the world. I think the Democrats are who they are. And by the way, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. And I think the Democrats are blind, completely blind 
to how the world works financially, all the way from the top, all the way to the bottom. What about the Republicans? Well, I believe the Republicans are come from a different stock of people, and they're the people that own small businesses and have good jobs and are out there struggling, raising their families that go to school and get jobs and, and want nothing more than to have more babies, you know, and grow up and get married and have more babies and raise a normal family. So you've got the norms and the ad norms. Say, well, why... Will the not the norms fight the ad norms? Because the norms have someplace they have to be. They have to get up every day and go to work. They have to get up every day and raise those children. The ad norms don't have jobs. And they don't raise their kids. They let their kids go do whatever they want to do. The ad norms believe that's the way the world should work. The ad norms also have jobs like being teachers and professors and politicians and activists. And those jobs don't really have any place you have to be either. They can take off any time they want. They have every kind of right to go spend more time being activists than they do taking care of whatever responsibility there is. As you can see from coming out of the pandemic, the teachers never went to work. And they got mad that people actually wanted them to go back to work. So you have to understand where these two different groups of people come from. I understand the difference between people who are willing to fight and those that are willing not to fight, not willing to fight. And the people on the conservative side of the ledger are not willing to fight. In fact, the toughest thing I've seen in the Republican Party, quote, conservative side of the equation, were the mothers fighting for their kids at school. And school boards. I mean, I don't see anybody fighting for the fact that the Democrats are trying to tell you that your kids all want to change genders. I find that very hard to believe that it's as big a deal as they want it to believe it is. But they're making it a monumental thing. And the conservatives and Republicans, they won't even push back and say, you're, you're out of your mind. That's not a majority position in this world. The majority of people do not have kids that are transgender. And to change every rule and every law and everything in the world for transgenderism, it's just a farce. And the Republicans won't fight up against the farce. They wouldn't fight up against the farce that Black Lives Matter. They wouldn't fight up against the farce uh, that the world is going to end and that the, you know, <laughs> that the world is going to overheat and blow up. And I mean, whatever the left tells the right, the right just goes, okay, whatever you, whatever you want to believe, go ahead and believe. Now, why do I come to all this? Because the truth underlies all of it. And the truth is, People got to get up and buy groceries. People got to have things to eat. They have to have cars to drive. And the the left can only push so far left before they totally disrupt the entire economy and the world. And that distance they have to push hasn't even been close to met yet. Meaning, 
this isn't the recession. They're screaming it's not a recession because in their mind it's not a recession. They're screaming it's not a recession because the Republicans aren't screaming it's a recession. The Republicans don't even care. they got to get up and go to work tomorrow. In fact, today, whatever time it is, it's 11 o'clock where I'm sitting, they got to be at work. They don't care that there's a recession. They don't care that your kids are being brainwashed. They don't care because they don't care enough to fix it, to change it. And so the truth of the matter is the economy is what it is. What is a bad economy? A bad economy is when you can't get gas. You're sitting in lines for four or five hours. Jimmy Carter got it that bad. Joe Biden's not as good as Jimmy Carter yet. He could get there if he kept trying, if the Republicans keep letting him. But he's not there yet. We're not sitting in that kind of recession that they had back then. The inflation was 16%. Now, I know they count it differently now. But that was the Republicans and the Democrats that changed how they counted it. Neither one of them want us to believe that there's bad stuff going on. They want us to all be happy. So what I'm trying to get to is the underlying world that is actually going on out there right now probably has very little to do with what you are being told by either Fox or CNN. Today we're trying to fight through all of the camouflage that's being thrown at you from the left, the right, the people in between that have an agenda. And the next group of people I'm going to talk about that have an agenda are two groups of people that both work at the same thing, which is the real estate brokers and the mortgage brokers. Now think about it. These people only get paid when transactions occur. So they don't want to put out any type of information, factual as it may be, because they know their facts can be followed up on, that they can't color with some type of a distinction that makes you believe that stuff is still going on. Now, I own real estate companies, actually, in I believe it's 10 different states now. I don't know if maybe the last two have completely, if we've completely opened them or not, but we have at least eight open, and there's two more that we're supposed to be opening uh, this year. So 10 different states, We I own a real estate company, and that means a brokerage firm. So I get reports. I know what's going on, and we are selling real estate. But the real estate sales that are occurring are occurring much differently than what they have been occurring for the last six months to six years, to say. And the world has changed. But real estate brokers don't want you and mortgage brokers don't want you to know that, per se, or at least they have it up till now. And I'm going to explain what I know from the inside about all this stuff so that you'll understand where they're at. Because really, these guys are misrepresenting most of the people they're speaking to. And they're misrepresenting it on a time-based lie. What do I mean by a time-based lie? They're telling you what would have been true six weeks ago or what would have been true 12 weeks ago and telling you what might be true 24 weeks from now. Um, 
they're just not laying it on the line. And they can't, because if they laid it on the line, they would be scaring you out of buying any real estate. And if you bought any real estate, then you would, um, if you didn't buy it, if they scared you out of buying real estate, they would make a commission on the sale and they would make a commission on the mortgage. So they've got to be very careful. So here's a very large firm out there right now, one of the largest in the country. Here is their field notes. Get this. Recently, the central bank hiked interest rates by 75 basis points for this consecutive time, bringing the uh, target Fed rate to around three to three and a quarter. Meaning what? Meaning interest rates are up. Okay, big deal. Projections indicate that Fed will raise rates another 1.25 before the end of the year. Record high inflation unseen since 1980s because of. Okay. These aggressive tactics triggered a 200 basis point year-to-date upsurge in the 10-year Treasury. So interest rates are going up and returns on bonds are going up, which means bonds have to go down in value. How do you get an interest rate to go up? You make the price go down. Same thing with real estate. Lenders' lead times are extending as they proceed more cautiously, completing more in-depth analysis prior to issuing quotes and term sheets, making it slower to get a mortgage. But not just slower to get a mortgage, more difficult to get a mortgage. Then they come on, here's their sales pitch. Our team's tenured lending relationships and high volume of transactions allow us to discern between the active and inactive and the competitive, selective lenders giving you certainty in any uncertain market. Have you ever heard more garbage than that? What they've just told you is the marketplace has changed, but we are so good at what we do, we're going to show you how to get by, get through all that. But they're not. Very same brokerage people and or commercial brokers. I went to a party the other day, by the way. Uh, and at the party, brokers got drunk, and they were telling me, you know, Dell, because uh, I had to get it out of them. They wouldn't say it even drunk, but I, I wiggled it out of them by explaining, I know because I own brokerage firms, so let's compare notes. And they said their brokerage firms told them basically not to take any listings unless the people will base the listing on the three previous months. They call it T3, the trailing three months meaning very accurate numbers, current numbers, not the future 12 months or 24 months like they've been basing these things on, called pro forma. So pro forma's gone away and trailing three is now a reality. Why trailing three and not trailing 12? Because in the last three to six months, insurance has gone up massively. Property taxes has gone up massively. And many of these deals are upside down. Now, let's take a, where the, take a look at what that really means. What that really means is the people that purchased at the top of the market and they purchased with the wrong kind of financing in place and they overpaid because the financing they put in place would allow them to overpay. They went with interest-only loans, with IO, which is interest-only I'm sorry, interest-only I.O. loans, but not only that, they, they, they've they gone with adjustable rate 
interest rate loans. That's what I was looking for. I'm sorry. So they have adjustable rate interest rate loans that have interest only for the X number of months. And all of those loans allow these deals to be underwritten by these banks and brokers who are now saying, we're not going to underwrite that way anymore. We are going to pull back. We're going to look at these things more seriously. We're not going to go for the story. Before, they would tell you, look, go there with a story. If you got a good enough story, the bank's going to lend you the money. And all you had to do was build a pro forma story that, that they liked. Like, you know, I like that. And they would give you the money. Now they're saying, no, we're not going to do that. And so they're holding back. Well, brokers would have not been telling the truth. This has been going on for six months now. But now, because almost every deal that's being sold is being retraded down to a lower price because the financing won't work at the prices they're being sold at, brokers are finally needing to admit, at least to the people trying to list their properties, that they're not going to get the prices they could get, could have gotten six weeks, six months ago. And so now we have this really weird position where the sellers still believe it's the highest price market that we've seen in ages and still believe that's in place. But the buyers recognize that those prices won't work with the financing that's being offered today. Hence, there's a gap there. And when we come back from break, we're going to discuss how that gap is going to need to be dealt with. We'll be right back with the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. to creating the lifestyle you really want. Keep listening. The Del Wamsley Radio Show returns in moments. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. It's going to crash. It's going to be better next year. It's, I've got to listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? Well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop, lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Today, um, we're going through the lies and the misrepresentations and or whatever out there that are being sent your way about what's going on in the marketplace. And the fact that you think that the world's ending the fact that you believe that the uh, Democrats are going to get voted out of power, all of those things are untrue. They're, they're not. It's not going to happen. The, the economy is going through its normal 
ups and downs that it goes through. And what happens is there's so many different people that have an agenda to want you to believe that what's going on is what they want you to believe because they've got to sell you something. And so they have to sell you one aspect or another. We've already covered one, the mortgage, the real estate brokers out there. Uh, don't want you to understand how the market's really working, which is interest rates have raised so high and are anticipated to go higher, which in turn makes it necessary for the prices to go down. Otherwise, the deals will not underwrite. They will not. The banks will not lend to them. So I'm going to read you something out of a lender's article just to show you what I'm talking about. It says, friends, after setting records for commercial real estate lending earlier this year, a number of the country's biggest banks are changing course and planning to pull back in the fourth quarter, citing weakening demand and concerns about the effects of higher and still increasing interest rates. Banks are tightening their purses, strings, when it comes to commercial real estate, uh, issuing fewer new loans and having stricter terms on those that they do. The drop-off is noticeable, and net loan growth is expected to be down as much as 50% in the latter half of this year compared to the first uh, if the current pace holds. Projections from the Mortgage Bankers Association, that's the big boys, Anticipate that commercial and multifamily lending could fall to $733 billion this year, an 18% drop from 2021. Office is often signaled out as the most vulnerable asset class at the moment, mainly due to lingering uncertainty about whether workers will return to their places of work at a large enough volume to sustain property-type usage. Here at Independent Financial, our purpose remains, are you ready for the sales pitch? To serve you, our customers. Our pipelines remain healthy, and we are experiencing new opportunities as a result. If your current lending partner is pulling back, I encourage you to call us. Let's work together to create a plan to provide you a peace of mind and achieve your financial goals. So why is it these guys say that they can get you lending when everybody else has stopped lending? And the answer to that is they're lying, just like everybody else. They're not going to be able to get you lending. They want to get you as a client so they can go in there and try and try and try to make something work. So what is really happening in this world? To understand it, you have to understand where the real investors are at. And when you say real investors, you talk about mom and pops that have their life savings stuck somewhere. And a mom and pop who has his life savings stuck somewhere does not need to churn their life savings. That's not necessary. Who needs to churn their investments? Real estate brokers need the investments to be churned. Mortgage brokers need the investments to be churned. And syndicators need the investments to be churned. Because if there's not a new deal done, the real estate broker, the mortgage broker, and the syndicator don't get paid. Now, I was asking these brokers, 
I said, what's going on now that they've, your company has said, we won't take listings unless the sellers are realistic. And by realistic, meaning they're going after a T3 numbers, which are real numbers, what's actually happened in the last three months, and um, looking at it at a five cap rate, which is well above what cap rates have sold in any kind of property, A, B, C, or D, doesn't matter. Everything's been below five cap rate, and now they want everything to be above five cap rate. And if they don't bring it with that kind of a feeling, then they're not going to take the listing because they know it's just going to get traded out. Now, that's what they're telling me at a party drunk. They're telling me that's what their company's saying, right? So you say, well, Dell, you're probably making this up. For what reason? I own a mortgage company. I own real estate brokerage firms. I'm one of those people trying to sell you real estate. Are you with me? But what I'm trying to get across to you is, is that this position should be a good position. Prices should be going down. But yet, I was talking to one of my brokers yesterday, and they had just come from a brokerage meeting of all of our, all of our different brokerage firms, and they said there is a massive resistance by the sellers who have their heads stuck up, have their heads in the sand. Let me rephrase that. And uh, they believe that these prices are still should be high. And why do they believe that? Well, for the last three years, as all of this stuff has been building to a climax, to a crescendo, brokers have been telling people, articles written by major brokerage firms have been telling people, the Fed, and they're all saying this. There's so much money in the economy, you can't stop these prices. You can't make them go back down because there's so much money chasing so little real estate, right? That there has to be, absolutely has to be a price increase, not a price decrease. Yet the reality is there is no price increase anymore. There's a price decrease. The fight, the no man's land in between the buyer and the seller is really broad right now. Banks have not only had to increase interest rates because of the Fed increasing interest rates, they've increased their spread, meaning that the Fed will let them borrow money at three. They're now lending at five and six, whereas before the Fed would let them borrow at two and they'd lend at two and three quarters. They're taking two and three points now because they're fearful that, number one, there's not going to be enough loans to make any money, so they better make a ton off each loan. And number two, that these loans might go bad. Although, if you look at the facts, This is not like 2008, 2009, 2010, where bank loans were going bad. The bank loans, the default on loans is almost nothing. I think it's less than 1%. So it's not a bank problem right now. It's not a money problem right now. It's a underwriting problem right now. But if you think about it as a buyer, and I want you to think about this as a buyer for a second. If I, my dream was to own, and I got a buddy, he's a Corvette freak, okay? If my dream were to own a 2022 Corvette, top of the line, and 
they were for sale for seventy or eighty thousand dollars. Let's just say a hundred thousand dollars. It was the top of the line sports car out there in that model, and I could go get a loan from the bank at two or three percent interest, and they'll give me you know six years worth of two or three percent interest. I could probably afford the payments on that. But what if I could buy that very same brand new car for fifty thousand bucks? But I got to pay five or six percent interest. And they wouldn't give me five or six years on it. They'd only give me three or four. Now my payments would be astronomically high. So what happens? Well, the people that can't afford those payments won't buy that car. And the people that can't afford to buy real estate right now won't buy real estate right now. But the people who have the money, who have the wherewithal, who have been doing very well for the last five years, just making money hand over fist. Those people got money. And what are they going to do with that money? They're going to go out and buy that real estate. Now, my analogy is you could buy the car for 50 cents on the dollar. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about what that spread really is. Because it's not 50 cents on the dollar yet. I'm going to tell you what to look for when it will start being 50 cents on the dollar. Today, we're discussing what are the lies and misrepresentations out there in the marketplace today. And the biggest lies and misrepresentations is that there's anything going on other than just normal economic growth, recessions, spiraling up and down, meaning nothing. That's exactly what I'm trying to say is all this means nothing. I own real estate. I've owned real estate for 32 years. None of the real estate I own right now is in problematic situations. All of it has plenty of occupancy. There's more than enough jobs out there for people to work. In fact, there's more jobs than there are people. So there's really no economic recession that has anything to do with other than the fact that uh, how they measure GDP, which they lie about, both the Republicans and the Democrats lie about it all the time. So really what you've got is you've got the Fed trying to stop inflation. And the inflation, I could go into it just as well as anybody else could, but I'm not going to waste the time. The inflation is there for logical reasons. We just came out of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a war. Um, Biden cut off all the U.S. oil supplies. Uh, these are all things that are contributing to this. And, you know, the bottom line is they are what they are, what they are, what they are. But are they bad? No. They're nowhere near as bad as they were with Jimmy Carter days. The Fed's just trying to get in front of it way before it gets to be as bad as it was in the Jimmy Carter days. So the Dems are not going to figure it out. They're dumb as a rock. I mean, they, they, I don't think a single Democrat I know has gone to school for anything other than coloring. Um, they have no idea how to run businesses. They're just they're just dumb as a rock. But that's okay because they're artsy and fartsy and cool and fun and can sing and do all the, the weird things. But they can't run things. And in charge of the government, they're going to create the problems that Democrats create every time they get in charge of the government. And the reality is there's just as many Republicans or Democrats out there voting as there are Republicans. So the Republicans are not going to be able to vote them out and take power. Right. So we are where we are and we're going to be where we're going to be. But where are we? Well, where we are is in a situation where prices should be coming down. But here's what you got to watch for. 
What happens when these loans come due? These adjustable rate loans, these loans with interest only, and the interest only period runs out, and or the adjustable rate adjusts up, and now the underwriting that was created to underwrite these deals when they were purchased doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. And the deals won't cash flow. They won't pay their mortgage. They won't cover their debt. Now you say, well, we'll just get out of them. But how do you get out of them? You can't refinance them because, as I just read you, the banks are not lending anymore, not the way they were lending. And so you can't get out of those loans. So there's going to be people that lose these deals. Now, because there is money sitting on the sidelines, like we've said, these deals probably won't drop down to 50 cents on the dollar. There's just too much money out there waiting to jump on this type of a deal. But they are out there, and they are willing to pay cash to get good prices. It's the people in the middle that aren't going to be able to. And what should those people do? That can't. You just sit and you wait. You don't overpay. You don't get into crazy financing. You sit and you wait until you can get into a deal that makes sense because there's going to be deals. Deals are being done as we speak. My real estate brokerage company is still closing deals every day. We're closing deals. They're still occurring, but they're occurring where each and individually a seller comes to the reality that they need the money. And then the economy does what economies do. The marketplace does what a marketplace does. It finds a willing buyer and a willing seller and puts them together, and there's a transaction. Not to say the hype that's been going on for the last five years where people are just willy-nilly throwing money higher and higher and higher prices, lower and lower and lower cap rates. Insanity stuff for the last five years. That stuff needs to sit down, get out of the way for a while. There'll be another time for the insane people to come back and buy stuff. Nosebleed prices. But it's time for those people to go away and for people with logic to go in and underwrite deals to make sense of what will work and not get with their banker. The banker goes, yeah, if we can get that twisted to that way and we can get that down to there and if you do this, we think we can make this thing work. And hence, you're buying at a fair price, a much better price than you would have been buying at just a few weeks, definitely a few months ago, and you're going to be better off. So I am a net-net buyer right now. I've been a net-net buyer forever. It's just I wouldn't buy ridiculous prices. And now that the prices are back, swinging back the other direction, I'm happily waiting for something to fall into my into my hands. Say, well... How often does that happen? Well, I bought 10 commercial real estate deals in the last year and a half. I think that is something like that. And, you know, and I produce an additional $100,000 a month in cash flow. You know, let me say that again to you. I produce an additional $100,000 a month in cash flow from buying these commercial real estate deals. So I'm very happy with where I'm at. My family's very happy. This deals will pay us the rest of our lives, you know, great amount of money. My family will all live well after I'm dead, making great amount of money with these deals. But I just sat there on the sidelines and said, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, yes, I'll buy that one. No, 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 no. And I mean, there's probably 50 no's to every one yes. But when I bought one, it was something I would keep for the rest of my life. So the same thing is true right now. There's people out there that are going to be buying, and they're going to be buying logically. 
There are people out there who are going to be selling, but they're going to be selling distressed-wise. They're not going to get what they thought they were going to get, but they may get more than what they paid for the place. If they bought the place early enough and the prices have gone up so radically, the price could come down 30% and still be a gain to them. And maybe if they need the money, maybe if the financing's up against the wall, maybe if all that stuff is true, then it makes sense for them to sell. And that, my friends, is what you're looking for right now. Not the money, the deal. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.